Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. So, how are you guys doing? Uh, Nelson, how'd you, how are you doing? Doing well. Um, just a pretty busy weekend. Uh, well, yesterday was pretty chill. Yeah. Uh, went out and did some uh, uh, cool sightseeing from, you know, a city I didn't, re- haven't really gone to before. And then today was just more chores oh yeah of course <laughs> so gotta get uh, take care of those before the start of the coming week and rissa how about you how's your week um it's good productive um weekend was pretty good uh we got to go do our monthly uh dinner with our family that's right um got to celebrate a belated uh anniversary for you and thea and Yay. uh yeah happy anniversary again Thank um you. and then early birth super early birthday for me but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because well, we're everyone's gonna be, there. Y- yeah, yeah, because we're gonna be in Disneyland during your birthday. So, well, right. birthday weekend. So, yes, not uh, my actual birthday. Right, but right, yeah. birthday weekend. Um, so for this week's episode, we have um a couple, a few articles that we're gonna go over. Uh, first, we're gonna go over the Oscar nominations since they were released for um the the Disney Oscar noms. Um, and then we'll. Talk about probably the dates for the uh, Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival since that was that came out back in December, but we didn't go over that yet. And then there are a couple of foodie guides, new foodie guides. Uh, so we'll go over two today: uh, Valentine's Month 2019 at Disneyland Park and the foodie guide to the Lunar New Year 2019 at Disney California Adventure Park. So those are the two things that are. There's going to be a bunch of things overlapping. Um, yeah. So, so we currently have four things going on like pretty much right now. Yep. Pretty much right now, yep. So there's the Get Your Ears On event, which is running, and then the Purple event, um, and then there's going to be the Valentine's Month in February as well as the Lunar New Year in February as well. So, th- Well, it's, it's right now too. It's, well, yeah, now, yeah, it's until right now until mid-February. Yeah, mid-February. Both, so, yeah. So, so if... if if you're trying to rate like which one to do first, I would recommend doing the Valentine's and the Lunar New Year. Um, since you have a bit of time for the get your years on and I believe the whole year for the purple. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's let's jump in. Let's talk about uh, Disney Oscar nominations. So the first article that I linked for my co-host here comes from the D- official Disney fan club, D23. Um, they have an article that says just announced every disney oscar nomination for 2019 so there's everything from black panther mary poppins returns incredibles 2 ralph breaks the internet and much more that are nominated here um bob Iger, the ceo and, and chairman of disney he said congratulations to all of our nominated films especially black panther to see it recognized by the academy today with seven nominations including best picture is truly an honor Congratulations and gratitude to Kevin Feige and the team at Marvel Studio and to our director, Ryan Coogler, and his incredible team and brilliant cast. We're grateful for their creative excellence, unparalleled artistry, and heartfelt passion for this project. So um, this is um, pretty big, right? I mean, there's there, the Academy Awards is probably the biggest award show of the year, right? Uh, what would um, you say, Definitely for, for movies. Movies, uh, yeah. Award show for movies. Film in general. Um, yeah, and for Disney to come out with 17 nominations across their eight films for the year, um, that's a gr- like a great accomplishment. Um, hopefully, they also get some Grammys thrown in there for since we see that there are some um, best song and soundtrack and other things there. What do you think, Nelson, um, that there's 17 nominations here over the eight films? Well, I don't want to say I'm surprised because, I mean... This this was a pretty big year for Disney in the sense of they just released a lot of content just true. in 20, yeah. 2018. Yeah. Uh, not to say that 2019 is going to be any less epic, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, this, I agree. Um, there's uh, quite a few things that um, you know to to be covered here. So I say let's get into it. 
Yeah. Right. So let's take a look at the Disney nominees that we're going to be rooting for on Oscar Sunday. First, we've got Best Best Picture, and Black Panther is nominated for Best Picture here. Um, animated Feature Film, we have two here. Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Costume Design, um, they have a nominee for Black Panther, Ruth Carter. And then for Mary Poppins Returns, Sandy Powell. For Music, uh, Original Score, Black Panther has one for uh, Ludwig Göransson, and then Mary Poppins Returns for Mark Shaman. Uh, for music, original song, Black Panther, All the Stars, uh, and Mary Poppins Returns, The Place Where Lost, Thing Go Lost Things Go. For production design, uh, there's Black Panther, Hannah Beachler, and for Mary Poppins Returns, John uh, Meyer. And then for short film animated, Bao is nominated. For uh, sound editing, back. Uh, Black Panther is nominated for sound mixing. Also, Black Panther is nominated. And then finally, for visual effects, uh, Marvel Studios Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, and Solo uh, Star Wars Story, are all three of those are nominated. So let's go over categories that the nominations are. Starting with Best Picture, that's probably the biggest award of the night. Would you say that, Rissa? The biggest award of the oh, night? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And, and uh, Black Panther is the nominee here. Yes. Uh, it's unprecedented at this moment for a superhero movie to be nominated for a Best Picture award. You don't typically see um, like blockbusters being nominated for Best Picture anymore. So that's really a statement to Ryan Coogler and his team for... Um, the artistry that they were able to depict within um, such a movie like this. And I also think it has to do with the themes that they tackled and, um, you know, just, just everything within that movie. It, it was really well done. Nelson, any opinion on this nomination here? I think it's well-deserved because um, Black Panther, I mean, as we saw or can see in this list, it has it's nominated for several categories. But it being Best Picture, I think is great. Uh, it definitely made waves when it first came out and it was the talk of talk of the the year really and it, it only came out in february right. <laughs> so definitely yeah i mean it it tackled a lot of like political things uh, issues and you know got to it got people to open their eyes a bit you know and um, i think that's a great thing so uh, yeah, this is very well deserved for uh, the nomination. So there's a bit of a controversy here where uh, the best picture Black Panther is nominated, but the director Ryan Coogler is not nominated. What do you guys right. think on this? Do you think it's a snub for Ryan Coogler? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I definitely think it's a snub. Um, it's it happens, you know, often with with the Academy, but. Um, I don't think it should, uh, especially if you're saying that this is potentially the best picture of the year. Um, just getting an Oscar nom is an honor. Um, but looking at this list, I'm kind of a little scared for Disney, even though some of these categories, they have multiple of their own films um, nominated. Um, just looking at the list of, of nominees. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to walk away with something. It's probably not going to be best picture, but it might be something minor. So... I heard that um, the costume designer for Mary Poppins Returns, Sandy Powell, she's nominated in that costume design for two movies, Mary Poppins Returns yeah. and what was the other movie? It was um, I think it's The Mary Favorite. Queen. Oh, is it The Favorite? Yeah, The Favorite. So she's in, she did the costume design for both movies there. Um, what do you think of the... Okay, let's move on to the next category, which would be animated feature film. We've got Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, Clarissa, did you see the other... Uh, films in this category what were they were I, I only saw one other film in this category which was the um, spider-man into the spider-verse okay and, and um, do, do you think that's going to be the winner in this category i think they should follow what the golden globes did honestly um because we know that it doesn't always line up because they're different um voting bodies right um but i think they got it right there uh if you just look at what Disney had to offer compared to what uh, Sony had to offer. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was a more complete film, and we're looking at two sequels here, um, in which they weren't really groundbreaking at all. They were very interesting, and they were um, they're, they were pretty good movies, but comparing them, you're looking at like maybe 70 to 80% Rotten Tomato score versus like high 90s. So, How about you, Nelson? Do you think that... Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse should win this uh, category? Uh, 
I don't know. In all honesty, I didn't watch the movie. So okay, yeah, I didn't see it either. Um, but do you I, think? I mean, I've heard a lot of great things about it, but um, in all honesty, I'm kind of just sick of Spider-Man. So. <laughs> That's understandable. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of Spider-Man going around there. They did it really well, um, and just in terms of how they like quote unquote shot it, but really animated it. Um, they threw in a lot of tricks in there in which you really it looks like you're watching a comic book. Um, so it's not only a complete story, um, it's also visually appealing. I thought I would get really annoyed with how it lagged, but because of how um, the story was told and how it was integrated, it was uh, very well done. So, so I'm, I'm scared for the powerhouse of Disney and Pixar in this category. Yeah, they may not win this one, uh, but they're still up for animated shorts. So... Um, Let's, let's look at costume design now. Uh, there's Black Panther, Ruth Carter, and then Mary Poppins Returns, Sandy Powell. Again, like I mentioned, Sandy Powell was also uh, the costume designer for The Favorite. So uh, what do you guys think? Do you think either of these might win at all? Rissa? I would I would like Black Panther to to take it. I, I'm, I'm a little sick of um, like period pieces right. winning for these things. Um, it would be really cool if if more superhero movies um, and more futuristic type of um, films got nominated for these categories and also makeup design because they have to get really creative. And um, if you look at the way that the costume designers and makeup artists go through their, their thought process and how they develop all the different fabrics, it's it's impressive how much research they go into. Um, and Black Panther in particular has a lot of, um, it actually has a lot of different cultures, including Filipino uh, design within um, their costumes. How about you, Nelson? Do you think Black Panther should win this? Do you think they, they have a, st- a chance? Uh, yeah, between the two of the Disney nominations here, um, I felt the Black Panther costumes were very, very inventive, really, and very colorful and eye-catching. And um, I appreciate that, um, you know, they definitely did their research that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of actual true, um, like, African... Uh, Tribal inspiration. inspiration. Yeah, tribal inspiration in these uh, costumes. Like even the there was that one tribal leader that had like those that huge like jade disc in his oh lip. in his lip. Yeah, I'm like that's a real thing. <laughs> yes, it I is. I mean, there's also there's also another um, like kind of a small tangent, but another tribe that they stretch out their necks. You know, right? And right. Yeah, it's great to see all these um, you know that inspiration in all of these costumes for black panther so that's really great i mean i'm kind of with you guys with mary poppins like it being a period um you know set piece for all the the costumes there and i i liked when you know they go into like the porcelain the those costumes were pretty cool right. and um it kind of looked like um you know almost rigid and like yeah painted. yes yes like they were painted. i mean i thought that was i i like that effect but um, yeah, between the two, I think the Black Panther costumes were a lot more eye-catching. Definitely. So. Yeah, I think my problem with period pieces are you have a lot to draw on from, like different uh, references you can you can look at. Whereas with superhero movies and like Star Wars and and like futuristic things, um, maybe even dystopian things, you have to create something new. You know, right. you're you're doing a lot of research and melding of things and you're it's really cerebral in how they have to piece things together so i i kind of appreciate that more definitely same with me i mean because if you look at wakanda it's not even a real place right so they have right. to try to meld different tribal cultures into one uh because they have different zones in wakanda so it's like you know you have the people up in the mountains and then people in the lowlands the, the people who are herders and and shepherds and things like that so you have to draw from different places in Africa to get that kind of and then invent modern type of uh, wear for them because they're technologically advanced, you know, like the cape right. is you know, made with vibranium and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I agree. Um, the costumes have to be inventive and I think they should be awarded for that. But you never know with the uh, the people who are voting in the Academy. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate with 
seeing Disney's 17 nominations, I I really think that they're, they're not they strong. might get like they might get like one or two out of them. Right. Um, right. I'm really hoping that they can pull for costume because, like I'm saying, it, it it's very involved in having to you know create something so unique and you with costumes you also have to like you were saying they're creating something in a world that doesn't exist so you're also looking at how fabrics move exactly. how they breathe and everything it's it's super involved so i hope they get the nod or more than a nod but the win for that so you were mentioning um the makeup design if you remember the shape of water movie do you remember that mm-hmm. so yeah. i think they won makeup design right because that one they had to do like a like a fishman and and he was that was really involved process right so sci-fi stuff sometimes you know they they get that kind of uh creative inventive type of nod so right right so sci-fi dystopian futures right. like creature design yeah all of that is really cool and interesting to me so um let's move on to the next uh, topic that they're nominated in it's Music original score. So Black Panther was nominated. Uh, Ludwig Gornson and then Mary Poppins Returns. Mark Shaman. Um, what do you guys think, uh, Rissa? What do you think? I don't think they're gonna win either. Okay. Um, just because if you look at the category, they're going up against um, Alexandra uh, Alexandre uh, Desplat. Okay. And he's a really, really well-known um, uh, composer. Right. He he did a few of the Harry Potter movies, and uh, his is, his scores are just. What is the movie that he's nominated for in this one? Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then you have Black Black Klansman, and If Beale Street Could Talk are in that category as well. Um. I mean, it would be it would be really cool if either Black Panther, or Mary Poppins Returns could get something here um but i think they have a better chance at original song over a score how about you nelson do you think either black panther or mary poppins returns had like a standout score for you um well for mary poppins it was kind of more i don't want to say more of the same but it was definitely they took inspiration from the original movie so i don't want to say it's original (laughs) so that one may have a hard time may not win in my opinion um, Black Panther, uh, the music in this movie was more like hip hop um, inspired. And I mean, sure, it's a big thing here in America, but I don't know. And uh, also, I'm, I'm not as familiar with the other nominations for this category, but I don't know how strong the Black Panther score would be in comparison. So I kind of don't think either of these would win. All right. So let's look at the next category, which is music, original song. So we have the same two movies, Black Panther and Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, the songs that are nominated for Black Panther, it's All the Stars. And then for Mary Poppins Returns, it's The Place Where Lost Things Go. Um, so Black Panther, All the Stars, that's the one with Kendrick Lamar, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you guys think of that? Do you think it was a strong song, All the Stars? Yeah. Um, I, I think I, it's catchy. I, I don't think it's it's not unprecedented. It, like it, Hip-hop songs have won. Um, Oscars before because John Legend won one for Glory. Right. Um, I mean, it's R&B hip hop, but still, it was uh, John Legend and Common, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was the one they won. Yeah. But if you look at the source material where it came from, it's more impactful. Mm, I see. You know what I'm saying? There's there's like a story behind it. Right. Um, so that's where I'm having struggles with seeing either of these win. They have a better shot, like I'm saying, with original song compared to score. Um, because for, for one, Mary Poppins, the place, the place where lost things go, it's really an original song. Um, of course it, it borrows themes from the original Mary Poppins, but it, it has that emotional hold, um, because it, it's talking about them losing their mother, you know? Right. Um, all the stars doesn't really tell that kind of, it doesn't have that weight. Um, and if you follow with the Golden Globes, Shallow has a better shot at winning, um, Yes. Okay. So, so I see what you're saying. A Star's Born, because that's yeah. really the you know the movie with the music. Yeah. The original and then music. another category, another um, nominated uh, song is "I'll Fight," and that's from the RBG movie. Mm. Um, and if the Academy is going to get super political, there might be votes there too. So you know, y- you you never know. Okay. Gotcha. So let's look at the next category. It's production design. Uh, Black Panther is nominated, and so is Mary Poppins Returns. Um, what do you guys think, Rissa? What do you think of production design for these two movies? Um, 
out of these two, I think that Mary Poppins Returns deserves it more out of black more than Black Panther. Okay. And- um, just because of the the sheer scale of it, um, and what they actually had to do. I know that Black Panther they had they didn't build as many sets. They use a lot of um, green screen. The, yeah, green screen and and visual uh, effects. Um, Mary Poppins actually did build a lot of sets compared to um, this movie and the other movies within uh, this category. So I think they have a shot. What do you think, Nelson? Do you think uh, you agree with Rissa here? Yeah, completely. Because, I mean, Wakanda was completely CGI'd. <laughs> and so that's all done on computer. Versus Mary Poppins, like the scene where with, um, all the Learys were dancing and all the BMX bikes were just, you know. Yes, yes. That's probably built going off on the, the walls. Stage, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that has to be an actual like physical set. Yes. Right. And then, yes. of course, like even going through towns like they might have. I'm not sure if they actually used real locations for that when they were just you know, biking through town or walking around. But um, it definitely was very reminiscent of the time. So they definitely did their research there. So I think they did a great job for the production and set design for Mary Poppins. I agree. I agree. All right. So let's the, look at the next category. Uh, this is one that Disney is always strong in. It's the short film animated um bow is the film that's nominated here um what do you guys think do you think this has a real good shot of winning or no Rissa? i think it's i think it's between bow and weekends um yeah, bow I was wondering is, what the other nomination was um if any other animal behavior bow late afternoon one small step and weekends but weekends oh, wow. has already um like several awards so um, what so you've watched the weekends short have you no but i've heard a lot of things about it um it's about a young boy that has to adjust after his parents split up okay okay and it also has a um cultural uh like ties to it just like bow okay okay so 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 it tugs at the heartstrings kind of like bow does here right so it it they both have the kind of the same feeling where it has to do with um, families yeah. and, and connections with, with your family. Um, Bao definitely took it more lighthearted. Um, and, and The Weekends is more, it's a heavier short film. Mm. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. Um, the others are, I mean, I didn't get to watch any of the other ones either. But uh, of course, I'm rooting for, for Bao uh, because it's Disney and it was kind of, uh, it's a big deal. Right. Nelson, do you agree? Bao, do you think, uh, you think it has a strong case here? Well, being it's the only one that I've seen ones that's nominated. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely was, uh, I feel like it's relatable, not like eating your, your children, but (laughs) definitely the, the feelings are there. I would hope you wouldn't want to eat your children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Okay, so let's look at the next uh, category, which is sound editing. Uh, Black Panther is the nominee here. Um, what do you guys think of the sound editing in the movie, Rissa? What do you think? Um, strong. Strong. Uh, okay. I don't know if it'll win. Yeah. Um, you're looking at Bohemian Rhapsody, First Ooh. Man, A Quiet Ooh. Place, and Roma. Well, I mean, A Quiet Place. What is it? It's supposed to be quiet the whole movie, right? Do you know how hard it is? Yes, it's it's so to, hard. It's to... very hard to to isolate stuff, you know. Well, well, not just like to isolate it, but to make it so that it sounds like it's real. Right, right, right. Not like a fake thing where it's just yeah, nothing. Cause yeah, because you can like just hit mute. Yeah, you, you can just hit mute and then you have no sound. But right? then yeah. it's, it, it doesn't have like that ambient, like that feeling of eerie kind of, you know. Yes, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, so that takes skill. <laughs> right, right. But um, I hope Black Panther can get something. They have seven noms. <laughs> I, I still think uh, Mary Poppins was snubbed here. Oh, in sound editing? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, there's a lot of different, um, like, ambient sounds that that were included in that movie, um, which are unique to that time. Um, so it takes a lot of different, for sound editing and sound mixing, it takes a lot of skill to, to do that type of thing. Do you think there were a bunch of, like, Foley artists that had to, or, you know, like, their traditional Foley artists to do any of these sounds? Um... I'm sure that they probably were able to borrow some sounds, unlike with with animated films where you have to create. Right. Um, so, but yeah, it so, still takes skill. Yeah, I agree. Sound editing and mixing go hand in hand too. Um, that's probably why Black Panther is in both categories. Um, Nelson, what do you think 
on these two categories, sound editing and mixing? I mean, I I kind of don't really have any opinions here. Okay. <laughs> In all, all right. honesty. Well, we can move on to the last category, uh, which is visual effects. Uh, so there are three uh, nominee, nominees here for Disney Studios. Marvel Studios, Avengers, Infinity War, Christopher Robin, and Solo, a Star Wars Story. All three are nominated for visual effects. And Risa, didn't you say this like three out of five? Yeah. Um, yeah. The other two are First Man and Ready Player One. Okay. So um, we've seen... I've seen four of the five movies here then. Um, Me too. How about you, Nelson? Have you seen four of the five? Um, what were the other two? Ready Besides Player One Player and uh, First Man. First Man. Oh, um, I've only seen three then. I haven't seen Christopher Robin or First Man. Okay. So, um, Rissa, what do you think of the three Disney, stu- you know, Disney movies in this category? I'm kind of shocked that they didn't include Black Panther in this. Hmm. They rode rhinos. Yeah, they did. They did. They had to ride rhinos. Like, obviously, they're not riding actual rhinos. Come on, people. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. And uh, Nelson, what do you think uh, of the three here? Well, out of the ones that I have seen, so yeah, I've only seen uh, the Infinity War and Solo out of the three listed here. Um, I thought everything in Infinity War was like Thanos was super detailed. Oh yeah, yes. Like, yes, they yes. had their CG down for you know creating him um I, also the black order as well right mm-hmm. that was right. pretty detailed uh, i was slightly disappointed with uh midnight proxima she it, like between all of them she seemed like they kind of lacked <laughs> yeah it was kind of less polished yeah at least that i had that, that at least that's what i felt also um but i mean also uh, solo was uh, very visually pleasing as well i thought so especially mm-hmm. like when they were going through the um the kessel run yeah, the actual Kessel Run and the yeah. the storm in the in the uh, in, in space. So I think uh, Infinity War has a good chance at winning this one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but I also agree, Black Panther probably should have been in here. But I think they saw three nominations already, and were like, uh, I don't think we should add another Disney. So. <laughs> well, I'm a little shocked that Christopher Robin even made the list. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point because it wasn't. There wasn't too much. Well, well, the whole the, you yeah, know, Winnie the Pooh <laughs> and all the characters were all CG. Um, yeah, I like how they blended them in. That that whole scene with the heffalumps and woozles thing. Yeah, I, I thought like I thought Christopher Robin died. You know, because mm-hmm. he was underwater. Like yeah, but um, but yeah. I mean, it it was. Don't get me wrong. It was visually appealing, and they were able to get emotion out of cg characters which is always a wonder to me um but yeah i i I think that just because of the sheer quantity and the quality of um infinity war i think it might edge out everything else um but i I didn't see first man so i don't know we'll we'll see well first man they they have shots of them going to the moon right so it's like yeah how can you make that look realistic so well, um, I mean, why don't you ask the people that don't believe the lunar landing is true? That was in the 60s, right? I mean, let's, let's, let's <laughs> so, wink, yeah. wink Steph Curry here, right? Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> he, he, he admitted he was joking. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's gone back and retracted that. But, but still, um, yeah, uh, I agree. This, it, I think Infinity War should get it. Um, Ready Player One's interesting. Uh, I liked it, but, you know. That was get, more, I felt like it was more cartoony. Yeah, it was more cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they could have done a lot more with it. Um, it was kind of sad on Spielberg's part because he was such an innovator in right. visual effects. Definitely. Um, it, it kind of lacked a little sheen to it, you know, like it, it was Infinity War is so polished compared to Ready Player One that it felt like they rushed it, you know? Yeah, that's a good yeah. possibility. All right. So um, we've gone through all the categories here that we have some Disney nominations. Uh, Overall, what do you guys think? Is it solid, not solid, or we're just going to have to cross our fingers here? Uh, I personally think we're going to have to cross our fingers for a lot of things in this uh, in these categories. Uh, But best of luck to Disney and hopefully they come home with a couple of wins. How about you, Nelson? Going to cross your fingers, too? Yeah, because they've got some pretty tough competition, I think. So we'll see. Definitely. I think they should come out with one or two. 
Uh, but let's cross our fingers. So everybody tune in for it. Oscars are going to be on Feb 24, live broadcast airing on ABC at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And so tune into that if you guys want to catch the Oscars. So, yeah, and also... ABC is an affiliate of Disney, so, um, you know. <laughs> Support Disney. Support Disney. Uh, watch it on ABC. So let's let's move into our next article. Um, well, it's we'll, we'll just talk about the dates here for the return of the Lunar New Year and Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival for 2019. Um, so Lunar New Year uh, is the year of the pig. And then they're gonna, we're going to have, we're going to ring in the New Year of the pig with 24 days of Lunar New Year celebration at Disney California Adventure Park. The dates, the dates are key here. January 25 through Feb 17. And it's a joyous celebration of Asian cultures. Lunar New Year welcomes guests of all ages to commemorate traditions with beloved Disney characters and welcome another year of good fortune. So let's also look at Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. This popular culinary festival expands to eight weeks starting march 1st to april 23 uh, guests are going to be able to explore california inspired cuisine and beverages plus live entertainment family-friendly seminars and cooking demonstrations kids can even join the fun with hands-on cooking experiences that end with a tasty surprise so what do you guys think you guys ready for this uh Riss, are you ready for this Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, Nelson, are you I ready for this? I go every year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they expanded it because last year it was, I think, only six weeks or yeah, I think they, maybe a they, month. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm glad that they ex- they expanded to eight weeks for food and wine because we're going to be going for my wife's birthday, which is in April 18. If it was only the six weeks, we probably wouldn't be able to go, right? So, right. Uh, oh, yeah. It usually is March through early April. Right. Because so. Yeah, yeah, I think because um, when I went with you, Rissa, last year, that was like the last weekend it was around. Mm-hmm. And that was April 6th, I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah, this is um, this is pretty exciting news uh, for all the guests that, you know, or listeners who are potentially going. Uh, prepare yourself because there are four things going on at the same time right now, uh, you know. And we're going to go over the foodie guide to Valentine's Month 2019 at Disneyland Park. Uh, right now, actually, that's the next uh, category or topic we're going to be talking about. So here we go. Foodie guide to Valentine's Month 2019 at Disneyland Park. Um, calling all lovebirds. You're going to fall in love with all of these treat eats and sweets for Valentine's Month. Today, uh, January 22nd through February 18, you can celebrate Mickey and Minnie's iconic romance at Disneyland Park. The heart-filled celebration features fun photo ops in Town Square. Festive decor along Main Street USA and all the tasty bites listed below. Um, so let's go through this guide uh, since we love the foodie guides, right? Oh, I got to make another list for this one. So Nelson's <laughs> going to prepare another list for this one. Um, the, all the sweets. All the sweets. All the sweets. Since, uh, you know, Valentine's all about the sweets, right? Um, yeah. But chocolate. I think there might be some savory on here, but we'll take a look. Um it says here in the guide that they are uh, celebrating Mickey and Minnie's iconic romance. So do you guys think this is like a tie-in with uh, Get Your Ears On? Do you think that's what they're trying to tie it into? I think so. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of like overlap with uh, restaurants we're already going to go to. So that'll be helpful. So we're going to have to buy uh, $50 worth of food at each place, right? Yep. <laughs> Just about. Nelson, do you see an over- uh, like, uh, overlap with like the Get Your Ears On here? Uh, oh, yeah. Theming? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's take a look here at the outdoor vending carts. They have cherry cotton candy. So that's for the Valentine's here. Uh, Main Street gourmet, uh, gourmet coffee carts, which is the one that we talked about having the um, the espresso donut, right? That's the one that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that one also has a mini donut topped with pink icing, strawberry, and a chocolate bow. Wow. And then um, mini here being Minnie Mouse. Minnie right? Mouse, yes, not, not mini tiny. as in miniature. Uh, yeah. Minnie Mouse donut topped with pink icing, a strawberry, and a chocolate bow. And then the churros near Sleeping Beauty Castle and churros near Town Square, they have a strawberry churro with chocolate dipping sauce. All right. And then at the Gibson Girl ice cream parlor, they have sweetheart 
donut sundae. It's a warmed glazed donut with a scoop of vanilla ice cream, chocolate sauce topping, whipped cream, sprinkles, and a cherry. So there's a picture there of it, right above it. So Jolly, Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, they're gonna have a heart-shaped mousse dessert with raspberry mousse and vanilla bean cream creme brulee center. Mm. Oh gosh. More <laughs> creme brulee. <laughs> yeah, I know. So also yeah. at Market House, they're gonna have a heart-shaped Linzer cookie. Uh, Plaza Inn is gonna have a strawberry bundt cake. At um, Red Rose Tavern, they're gonna have a cherry mousse dessert. It's a dark chocolate ganache and chocolate crunch with red velvet spray, uh, gold dust, and mini, as in miniature, heart sprinkles. Mm. And, and then uh, going to Rancho del Zocolo Restaurante, they'll have the Moncajete platter, which is chorizo sausage, carne asada, shrimp, Cebollitas, serrano, nopales, and Oaxaca cheese with salsa roja and warm tortillas. Uh, so that sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> um, they'll also have a chocolate tamale with espresso, whipped cream, and cherry compote. Hmm. And, wow. That sounds good. Yeah, I think there's a picture of it. Uh, yeah, above yeah. There's a picture right there. And then um, at the churro cart near Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, they're going to have a chocolate cinnamon sugar-dusted churro with spicy cocoa dipping sauce. Wow unique um and then at the blue bayou restaurant they're gonna have a strawberry beet salad and a pillow cake dessert which is pabana mousse with salted caramel pot de creme center and it says to share it with a friend or a loved one exclamation point there <laughs> yeah no, i'll share like, it with no <laughs> no 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 i'll be sharing it with me myself and i there you yes, go there you go it's, a, it's yourself and your friend and the loved one there you are <laughs> <laughs> all right so the churros near haunted mansion and the churros no, near splash mountain are going to have what's called the burning love valentine's churro wow um it's a sweet and spicy red sugar churro with uh in quotes double the love cream cheese frosting it sounds like um <laughs> the the buzz caliente the senior buzz one yeah yeah but with uh cream cheese frosting cream cheese frosting yeah so Mint Julep Bar is going to have something. They're going to have chocolate-covered strawberry beignets. Wow, that sounds good. Um, and, and then at the Royal Street Veranda, they're going to have the double chocolate fritters, which are double chocolate chunk fritters tossed in powdered sugar. At the Hungry Bear Restaurant, they're going to have Honey to Love Funnel Cake, which is honey and cream funnel cake with cinnamon sprinkles. Then at the Riverbell Terrace, we're going to have breakfast there, but... This doesn't look like a uh, breakfast item. It's no, southern. It looks like lunch. Yeah, it looks like a lunch item or dinner item. Southern pork belly sliders, which are sticky, sweet, and fiery glazed pork belly sliders on toasted brioche buns with fresh sliced jalapenos, uh, house made pickle chips. And then they'll also have the chocolate lava cake with passion fruit sorbet and passion fruit sauce. Is it that one with the picture above uh, with the Minnie Mouse, or is that something else? It looks. Kind of that liking, might right? be it, yeah. So, okay, at the Golden Horseshoe, they're going to have a mini-inspired sundae. It's an uh, espresso chip gelato, cherry compote, cream-filled cookies, and chocolate-dusted artisan churro topped with whipped cream and chocolate bow. Uh, so those cookies kind of look like Oreos, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, I don't think they just want to just can't. Yeah, they can't use actual Oreos. <laughs> yeah. It's a licensing thing. Uh, but uh, it looks good, huh? What do you guys think? Looks good? Yeah. Lactose intolerant. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and gelato. Yeah. So at the Stage Door Cafe, they have a strawberry cheesecake funnel of love, which is a funnel cake t covered with cheesecake filling, strawberry compote, whipped cream, and a chocolate bow. Oh, man. So let's go to Bengal Barbecue, mm. one of the faves. They have a piranha lemonade slushy. It's mango and pineapple lemonade with lychee and pomegranate popping pearls. Wow. Oh my gosh, it sounds delicious. You know what? We need to make a trip to Bengal Barbecue. <laughs> I hope that it's part of the, um, what you call it? Oh, the, the mobile order? The mobile order, yeah. Well, there was at one point when the jungle julep was a special item, it was not on the mobile order. So <sighs> I had to stand in line for my food there. So it, if, it, it, but it, it is like now. The, so the jungle julep is now part of the menu, so you can order it with mobile order. Even though it's per, it's part of the purple. Yeah, so you could because they've made yeah. it a permanent item. Um, but the this piranha lemonade slushy kind of looks like a temporary item. So I think you might have to line up for it. It looks like they're trying to um, bring in a lot of boba into uh, into the park. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've noticed that. 
I, I see what this you is mean. It's like yeah. the third location that I've seen it. I like it. I mean, you know, it's, it's popular. People love Boba. Yeah, I know. They pop up everywhere. There you are. So well, now, if now this, you can get at Disneyland. Yep. If these items are supposedly available now, um, looking at mobile order I just signed in, I don't see it. Oh. Ah, poop. <laughs> Sorry to burst your thought. bubble. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to line up. Um, mm. So the other thing at Bengal Barbecue would be the roasted vegetable spring roll. Uh, it's roasted portobello mushrooms and red peppers, pickled cucumbers, baba ganoush spread, uh, zucchini noodles, fresh mint, fresh basil, and toasted sesame seeds served with harissa sauce. That sounds good, actually. Yeah. It's all vegetable, too. So, um, And then, finally, the churros near Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, they have popping sugar churro. That sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. Popping sugar churro. I think it's just Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks? Yeah. Pop Rocks. Okay. Would you get that, Nelson? But Pop Rocks churro? On a uh, churro? No. No. <laughs> so so now that you've seen the guide, Nelson, uh, you going to add a lot of these to your list or, or not? Uh, good, a good amount of them. Not uh, Probably less than half. Definitely. Less than half? Okay. What, what looks most appealing to you here on this list? Ooh. On the spot. Well, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, in all honesty, probably the strawberry cheesecake funnel of love. Oh, yeah. There's a picture of that, too. That's the, yeah, it's like featured at the very top. Yeah. Strawberry cheesecake funnel of love. It kind of reminds me of those, um, well, obviously this one's prettier, but it, it reminds me of the uh, the funnel cakes that you can get at uh, Six Flags, but obviously this one has cheesecake filling, so it's yes. a little different. Um but yeah, the way it, they make it look, it kind of looks like just a, a normal funnel cake. What about you, Rissa? What What's the most appealing to you on this list that you'd probably try? Uh, besides the slushy. Yeah, besides the slushy. Probably the cherry mousse dessert at Red Rose. Red Rose. Since we're we're gonna go there anyway. So you're gonna have two desserts there, right? Because I mean, they have the purple one, right? Yeah, I mean, we're going to share. And well, yeah, I yeah, have, yeah. We'll, we'll spread it around, you know. Spread it and around, and yeah. I have time for the purple. Okay, I, yeah, I that's think. true. I that's hope. True. <laughs> they haven't released an end date yet, so. Yes. Yeah, that's we'll right. see. But this one, the Valentine's month, is going to have an end. So it's yeah. until Feb 18, so we have to get it during your uh, tr- our trip for you. Right. And, I mean, I think we're already going to go to the Rancho del Zocolo for the mango. Um, dessert, yeah. Dessert. Yeah. That so, dome cake, yeah. Yeah, so the chocolate tamale with espresso whipped cream and cherry compote sounds really good, too. You know, for me, that mocojete platter looks kind of good, but... Gonna get an actual entree there? That's the thing. I don't know if I want to get an actual entree, so... Lunar New Year. <laughs> exactly. There's the Lunar New Year, which we're gonna get to, actually, in the next uh, minute or here or two. Um, yep. But yeah, um, if we do hit up the... Um, what is it? The, uh, the donut cart. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get multiple types of donuts? You know, because we have to try uh, out the espresso donut, right? If it's available, we're definitely there. doing that. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that we'd probably want to try. Um, yeah. But the one here that they mentioned, would you guys get it? The mini one. Yeah. The mini mouse. Uh, yeah. I would. Maybe. I, I would try it. One of each, right, Nelson? One of each? <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So, um, yeah, since uh, Rissa gave a segue for us, let's talk about... The Foodie Guide to Lunar New Year 2019 at Disney California Adventure Park. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of each. <laughs> Everything, right? Yep. Everything. Nelson, when you, when this came out, you just said yes, right? Yes. Yeah, pretty Multiple much. Multiple times. He said Multiple yes. Times. So uh, this was released on Friday, January 25th, 2019, uh, the Foodie Guide. Uh, let's read what it says. Lunar New Year celebrations start the 25th at Disney California Adventure Park. Which means there's a whole new list of must-eats to share with you. Now, through February 17, we're ushering in the Year of the Pig with our annual tribute to Asian cultures. In addition to special entertainment, the appearance of popular Disney characters, and commemorative merchandise, this multicultural celebration features a variety of delicious foods. You'll find unique Asian-inspired cuisine with a Disney twist at four festival marketplaces located throughout the park, as well as Paradise Garden Grill and the Festival Food and Beverage Cart. For more information uh, on Lunar New Year and Disney California Adventure Park, visit the Disneyland Resort website. And for all the marketplace menus, just check out the official foodie guide right below. So let's look at this. Uh, So the Longevity Noodle Company, that's the first booth. 
that we can look at here. They have pan-fried wheat noodles with chicken meatballs. They also have vegetable egg roll and chilled sesame garlic noodles. They have egg tart, orchid spritz, which is non-alcoholic, and then height pale lager. So height, that's a beer. And it's a yeah, Korean it's a beer. Korean beer. All right, so let's talk about the Longevity Noodle Company. Um, anything you guys are interested in here, Rissa? Anything? Um, probably the pan-fried noodles with the meatballs. Yeah. And I do always love myself an egg tart, but it really depends on the price. That's true. How about you, Nelson? Uh, what anything here appealing? Um, I've had every. Uh, I haven't had anything on here except height. Yeah, same. Height I've only a, had the height beer. <laughs> yeah, you could get that at a Asian market. So would you um would you try all all four of the others or no or just one or something like that? I would try all. All? <laughs> Sounds good. Yep, definitely does. All right. Um let's move on to Lucky 8 Lantern. That's the next booth. They have crispy shrimp fried rice, stir-fried vegetables and pineapple with soy protein, uh, mandarin orange green tea tart, Vietnamese iced coffee, which is non-alcoholic, and then Lucky Buddha beer. Which is alcoholic. Um, Rissa, would you try anything from here? Lucky 8 Lantern. Is this the normal um, Chinese restaurant at the wharf? I'm not sure. Is it? I don't know. Um, but if it is, probably not. I might get the iced coffee. You might get the iced coffee? Yeah. What about you, Nelson? You going to get one of it each? Uh, ideally, yeah. Have you tried and the Lucky again, Buddha beer before? Yeah, actually. Yeah? Um, uh, they actually had it over at the China Pavilion in... Uh, Epcot and so, um, so is this a, and Prabo uh, actually got me one and he kept the bottle because it's like a jade Buddha. So is this a Chinese beer or is it like a, a different one like a Vietnamese beer or something? I would think it's a Chinese beer. Okay, sounds good. So you're gonna get you're gonna get the tart too. Yeah, looks good. Wow. Because so, when I looked at the picture, it looked like actual mandarin oranges on top. Kind of mm-hmm. does look like it, but it's a tart. I know. So oh, I was but like, yeah, okay. So how is that a tart? But it looks like an actual mandarin orange, right? Yeah, that that's what made me not want to try it. Because I'm like, why are you putting like fresh fruit when it's not like macerated or anything? Right, right. Okay, uh, interesting. We'll see how it is because Nelson's going to get one. So yeah. Um. So let's go to Prosperity Bao and Buns. They have yes. the Charshu Pork Bao. They have Mickey Chinese Hot Dog Bun. They have the Mango pineapple pastry and then the winter plum blossom gin mule which is alcoholic uh rissa what would you try from here everything everything except for the hot dog bun okay and nelson you're gonna try one of everything one of everything one of everything and also the the winter plum blossom gin mule as well yeah i don't see why not yeah i love i I love a plum blossom so you might get one too rissa (laughs) yeah i might get one it depends on the price again yeah, definitely. Because you can't use a sip and saver for alcoholic that's drinks. That's true. That's true. But you can use the sip and saver on everything else, right? Right. So let we'll talk about sip and saver at the end of this. Uh, after after we go over all the food, but let's get to the next booth. It's gonna be the Red Dragon Spice Traders. Yes. They have the uh, fire ca- firecracker three cup chicken. They have steam short rib shumai. Wow. And they have a purple yam macaron with creme fraiche. And then they have the Raspberry lychee chai tea, which is non-alcoholic. Uh, so this looks like it might be a really good booth to try. Yes. <laughs> Rissa, you going to so try excited. everything here? You going to try everything? Yes. Here? Yeah? <laughs> How about you, Nelson? You going to try everything as well? Uh, yeah, except the chai tea, personally, because okay. I don't really care for chai tea. I like chai but tea. But it's lychee. I'll, I'll probably try it, the lychee one. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But, uh, if I could get a sip, Get a maybe. sip, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, this... This is an exciting one, right, Risa? It's pretty pretty good. They got a good assortment here, especially with that ube macaron. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really liking Prosperity Bow and Buns and Red Red Dragon Spice Traders. It, it's those are the two that I'm looking forward to. Nice, nice. Okay, so let's go to the uh, festival food and beverage cart. Uh, so they're gonna have uh, two items here. They have the gochujang chicken wings. Uh, gochujang. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it says. Nice. Gochujang chicken wings. No, no, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Um, baked Korean-inspired chicken wings with spice sauce. So the gochujang is actually um, a chili red paste, yeah. right, that they make yeah. in Korea. Um, mm-hmm. I think they might put that on the side. Uh, what it yeah, because like it's kind of surprising, like, they aren't red. Cause yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's very red. red. Yeah, and then they also have the uh, mini almond cookies, which are traditional Chinese sweet almond crumble cookies. So they're combining Korean and Chinese here. But, I mean, everything's blended in all the booths, so um, it's interesting. 
Would you try the wings, Nelson? Yeah, I, I typically don't like chicken wings because I feel like they're just more work than they're worth. Right, right, right. <laughs> Got a bone and everything, right? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. If you guys get one order of it, I'll try and take a, a wing from you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely. Think, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that it's baked. I like baked. I mean, you know, it's a, it's an alternative to getting all that saturated fats, right? Yeah, but they could grill it. <laughs> That's true. You could grill, you could grill the rings grow the wings yeah maybe they're scared of like not grilling it properly it all the way yeah yeah so. all right so the final thing that you can get place uh, the final place you can get things at would be paradise garden grill so from there you can get korean grilled chicken oh maybe that's why they made the wings baked because you can get grilled chicken here at paradise garden grill maybe um they also have a, a vegan orange tempeh a banh mi pork sandwich whole deep fried to wow Whole yes. deep fried tilapia. Dang. <laughs> Bring our one, own huh? patis. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You're gonna need that, right? Yeah. Patis and vinegar. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so then they also have a mango mousse, almond milk iced tea, non-alcoholic, and then they have almond milk iced tea with boba popping pearls, which is also non-alcoholic. So it's basically almond milk tea with or without boba. <laughs> yep. And then uh Qingtao beer, which is obviously alcoholic because it's a beer. Um would you guys actually go to Paradise Garden Grill and get any of these? Mango mousse. Mango mousse. Yeah, yeah that's a picture. It's of very it. reminiscent of the Porto's um, mango dessert that they have. It's very pretty. Yeah, it's like a dome. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nelson? Any uh, anything uh, spark your interest here? Spark joy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Everything. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Nelson says yes. Everything. Well, there, maybe um, except the the sing towel because that's just yeah, it's yeah, just standard beer. Yeah. Standard beer. There. Uh, the picture is kind of funny because they made the chicken with uh Mickey. Oh, the rice is the like rice is Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. Yeah, but then the picture next to I don't know if that's like. Oh, what that kind of one, the vegan. I think that's the vegan orange tempeh, right? Yeah, I think oh, is that's it? the vegan organ or orange tempeh. Yeah. So is that like tofu or something? Could I think be. So it's kind of like a tofu. It's oh. a it's a soy product, and it comes from oh. Indonesia. Um, oh. So basically, nice. it's like a tofu, and that's why it's shaped like a Mickey Mouse head. There, it looks like tofu. Nice. So that's what it is. Um, all right. So let's talk about the sip and savor pass. Uh, all right, Risa, you want to talk about that Sip and Saver pass? Yeah, sure. Um, so you can purchase a Sip and Saver for $39 at Elias & Company, Kingswell Camera Shop, Festival Gifts, the Sip and Saver cart, and at each Lunar New Year marketplace. Um, that is the full price for the Sip and Saver. Uh, if you have an annual pass, you will get a lanyard and some buttons along with it and a discounted price. They didn't post the discounted price but definitely it's going to be less than 39.99 right probably so um does it mention how it's going to work are they are we going to get tabs again and do you know do they say how many tabs or anything like that um it says your pass will consist of a commemorative credential and six coupons redeemable for food and beverage offerings not including alcohol so six so you get to use this on six items um but Obviously, there's more than six items at each of these four places, uh, marketplaces. Um, so I guess we're just going to have to each get one, then get one item and then, you know, yeah. s- share it around, split it around, right? Yeah, because there's six locations, six tabs. So yeah, that means one per location. But then there's there's three of us or four of us. I don't know how many of us are going to get them. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That we might have to go back for another sip and saver. It really depends on the price points for each of these items. Because um, oh, you might just shell out some cash for it, right? Right. Because if the items are less than what the total value of the sip and saver is worth, then it might just be worth it to buy a la carte, like how we did the sticky toffee pudding. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it kind of seems like Disney knows their price points and knows what would break even on the sip and savers. So they, they kind of price it appropriately. That's what I've noticed based on what we did for Festival of Holidays, right? Right. It's the same way with uh, food and wine where you want to make sure that you're getting your money's worth by only using those tabs for, for higher priced items. What do you think, Nelson? Do you think you're going to end up with more than one Sip and Saver pass? Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you should just, just go just down this weekend. Just here. I just, well, I, I wish, but I'm going <laughs> visit family actually this weekend. Oh. Going the opposite way. Yeah. Going towards you guys, actually. <laughs> nice. All right. So, yeah, that's that's the sip and saver. So, for our listeners, that is something you guys might want to look into. And make sure 
that you get your money's worth, you might have to do a little calculation. Um, you know, it's easy once you figure out, you know, like the past one for our um, uh, what was festival of holidays. I was like, well, you need to spend at least average seven fifty, right, or seven dollars right. per per uh, use of the ticket of the tabs. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of them were like six fifty and six dollars, so it's like nah, just just cash out, you know, use some cash on that. All right, so that's it for the foodie guide to the Lunar New Year. Um, Nelson, you have to make another list, right? I'm already working on working it. on it as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yep. Um, how, does uh Disney World follow the Lunar New Year celebration as well? Or is it just Disneyland and Hong Kong and Shanghai that do the Lunar New Year? Um, I haven't seen anything at Disney World that they do for the uh, Lunar New Year uh, at Epcot. Because right now in Epcot, they're doing Festival of the Arts. Uh So it's it's overlapping with the Lunar New Year. So I'm not sure if they're doing anything. But if so, they'll probably do it at Epcot because that's where they usually have the booth set up and everything. So... They might overlap it. They might do a little something, you know. Um, yeah. Maybe a, a Mulan parade or you know meet and greet or something like that in China. Uh, but yeah, that's I haven't seen anything. Nelson, do you have you seen anything on Lunar New Year at at um, Disney World? Uh, nothing specific. No, I have not. Yeah, so it's it's not something that they have caught up with over there at, at um, Disney World. Uh, that's something unique to us. And also, obviously, I've seen it in Shanghai and in Hong Kong. Right. Uh, not so much in, to- in Tokyo, because I don't know if they... Do they follow the lun- lunar calendar? I'm not sure. I don't think uh, in the same way as the Chinese do. Right, right. They don't follow the Chinese Lunar New Year. Yeah, I don't believe so. So, but yeah, Shanghai, Hong Kong, they definitely have some celebrations. And they, they're kind of lined up with uh, what we're doing here in California. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except it's, it's, it's more park-wide. I've seen the Hong, some people that have gone to are in the Hong Kong uh, Disneyland right now that have uh, gone specifically for the Lunar New Year celebration, and they're celebrating throughout the whole park. So it's pretty uh, pretty big over there. I mean, it makes sense though. Yeah, because it, it's part of it's really part of their culture. Um, yes. But I think it's nice that that California Adventure and the Disneyland Resort um, even had the sense to to add it to to their schedule of of events. Um, and I always love seeing Mulan and Mushu with their processional so i'm also looking forward to that and the three little pigs yeah you showed me a picture earlier of the three little pigs and it's pretty cool i like it yeah yeah year of the pig yeah you gotta bust them out uh, i wonder if like for the year of the snake if they're gonna bust out like car or something car like how are they gonna do that right? <laughs> they need an animatronic like, car or something is there a disney goat like <laughs> how, how are they gonna handle year of the goat or ram Right, and definitely. all these other ones. Yeah, so. it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, but like I said, I haven't seen the three little pigs since I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. but you ha- you've seen them recently, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Uh, right before they closed, like that, the what was it? Characters of yesteryear. Oh, okay. Where you do the meet and greet by Big Thunder Ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Nelson, have you met the three little pigs ever before? No, never. No? Yeah, I so don't think I've ever seen them before. It's gonna be exciting when we go because we can we can see them, the three little yeah. pigs. I hope that uh, your your son doesn't get scared of them though, because one of them is always frowning. Yeah, it's got a frowning face. He might frown at him or something. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cute. Yeah, yeah. So definitely get the cameras ready for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's our uh, that's our foodie guide for the Lunar New Year, and we had some discussion just now about Lunar New Year. Um, do you guys have anything you want to say to our listeners before we wrap it up, uh, Rissa? Um, like we said earlier in the episode, if you are looking forward to trying all of these uh, different events that are overlapping right now, uh, we highly recommend to do the time-sensitive ones first. Um, so you're looking at the Lunar New Year um, and the Valentine uh, month, um, followed by the Get Your Ears On celebration and then the Purple celebration. All so, right. um, But thank you for, for continuing to support us, and we hope to run into some of you Um if you see us in the parks, don't be shy to say hi, uh, because we love it when when we can uh, actually interact with our with our listeners. So thank you so much. And uh, Nelson, anything you want to say to our listeners? Yeah. So um, guys, come join us as we're going to eat our way through Disneyland and California Adventure, like uh, what we kind of mentioned last week. Let's get fat together. Right? <laughs> so 
yeah, lots of food to choose from. So let's all enjoy it. All right. So I just want to thank all our listeners for your continual support, for always listening to us and tuning in. Again, if you'll please uh, subscribe and continue to get more to your podcast, subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Um, we are now on Spotify, so you can find the, the Disney Time podcast on Spotify. Um, I put a link on our website. If you just click on it, you can listen to us on Spotify through there. Um, also, we have a new YouTube video out. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, make sure to leave us a comment and like the video, subscribe to our channel, and uh, also check us out on Instagram. We're on Instagram. We have uh, 302 pictures out there. So you guys want to check it out. You know, we're still adding more every day. Um, so I want to say thanks for following, subscribing, and all that jazz. Uh, continue to support us and uh, leave us a rating and review because it helps our show grow. So on behalf of the other two, I just want to say thank you, and we will see you next time. See ya. Later. Later.